All right. Hello, hello, everybody. Kim here from Sacred Elohim. I'm Light Pro Ministries, your local rabbi minister. You can call me Yaya, whatever you want. Um, welcome tonight. Another night of reading Gad, the seer. We'll have four sessions, and then probably within a week, sometime next week, probably the middle of next week, we should start the annals of Yehu, the son of Hanai. Um, this is a night that we're discussing prophets and prophecy, and how it relates to the current times and where we're at. But right now, we're just reading what these prophets did with King David. Um, the last time we touched, we was touching on King David reading, uh, the reading of uh, just before the fire angel, give me a little bit, uh, which was chapter five. We was reading chapter four on the book of Gad the seer, um, which is easy. These books are mentioned in the Bible. And it's interesting that now I get to express these prophets directly from the Tefla. The Tefla was a book that was written that was a historical document that was put in the Ark of the Covenant and they added to it. It's a book not in our Bible or it's called the Tefna. The Tefna referring to the Talit that the Jewish people wore. These books described the history of God and his people my people um it described the things that god did in faith to protect israel and gentiles that believed um you had both gentile prophets and you had jewish prophets um, most of your jewish prophets come out of the line of david through zadok um it's interesting to see this um i'm picking up a lot more viewers i didn't expect it um so tonight is a very special night for me. I get to share another episode of God. So let's get into Gad, the seer. And we, look, we went back looking at David, the wise judge. Now we are going into the fire angel, which is interesting. The fire angel and the Philistines. So when you think about a fire angel, this is chapter five of Gad, the seer. When you think about a fire angel, what does it bring to mind? Well, for me, uh, a cherubim or seraphim or an archangel. Well, according to scholars, a fire angel is a seraphim um, that fights. So it's a seraphim that's an archangel. So we'll see what happens in this epitaph here or this section. And we are going to see what happens. So between two, eight, 2892 and 2908 AM of 1033 and 1017 BC. Now these are war annals. Remember this. It says all the Philistines assembled themselves together to fight against Israel. There were so many so many multitudes of Philistines they could not be numbered. So remember these are that, that means they were lots and lots and lots and lots of Philistines. And David was greatly distressed or worried because he was afraid of the Philistines. So can you imagine a king uh, afraid of an opposing army? Wow. Um, I can't imagine. Typically, we talk about David, we're talking about fighting Goliath with a sling. And here's David afraid of armed forces, which is normal. He's a war veteran and he's worried about his kingdom 
So let's see. And the Lord said to Gad, go and tell David, my servant, okay, his servant, do not worry about these uncircumcised Philistines, because tomorrow I will give them and those other oppressors with them into your hands. Interesting. So Gad hears from the Lord. And he tells Gad to tell David his servant. So he looked at David as his servant. Typically, a servant was somebody that was a prophet, uh, a seer, um, a king that dealt with God. Um, It's interesting to see David, his servant. Okay. So let's go on and see. And David said to Gad, I am not worthy of all the mercies um, the Lord hath shown to me. But blessed be the name of the Lord forever and ever. That night, that night, be the name of the Lord forever. And he says, that night a fire angel came from heaven with his sword drawn in his hand. So this is showing God doing battle and his type of battle believe it or not. And he attacked the camp of the uncircumcised. It was such a great slaughter that none of them were left alive. Interesting. So this angel slaughtered every human being out, woman and man. And it came to pass the next morning, they came to David and said, behold, all the Philistines have been killed by someone who rose up against them. Not a single one of them was left alive. Okay, so this shows how God does battle when you've got faith. So David had much faith, and he was a servant of God. He was beloved of God. So let's go on to see. No, give me a minute here. Got a little smoosh. Okay, see if I can get it off here. Smoosh, smoosh. Anyway, we can see that David was a very beloved to the Lord. Um, I can't say why. I don't know how. I don't know who and what it pertains to. So, But David was a servant. And David raised his voice. And David raised his voice and said, No, I know nothing can hinder the Lord. He can save us from many or few. And his salvation can be in a blink of an eye. Now, Isn't there somewhere else in the Bible that talks about the coming of Christ as being in the twinkle or blink of an eye? Okay. And he said, Blessed are you, O Lord, who has been taken revenge for us on our enemies. And he set up a pillar called the pillar of revenge unto this day. So here we see him setting up a pillar to honor God and what God did. Okay, now we got David's covenants, chapter 6. The Lord said unto Gad, Go tell David my servant, thus saith the Lord, Let not the mighty man glory glory in his might, but let him that glorify glory in this, that my help is with him, that he should go and fear not, for the Lord is with you. And And Gad came to David and told David that the what the Lord had said. And David said to Gad, I have known the help of the Lord from my youth. For who struck down the lion and the bear? Who destroyed the Philistines? 
who destroyed my enemies? Was it not by the help of the Lord? And when the Lord heard that, he was very pleased with David's heart, and he said, Because David hath acknowledged my help instead of his own glory, my help will dwell, dwell in the house of David forever. And Gad told David what the Lord had said, and David bowed down before the Lord and said, Blessed be the Lord, for I have found favor in his eyes. So this is talking about uh, the initiation of the Davidic covenant and what brought the Davidic covenant. And this was between 2892 and 2908 a.m. at 1033 to 1017 BCE. Again, around a certain time period. It doesn't give a specific time period, but it gives a certain time of years of David's reign. Um, David's sin of countenance. Now, this is in the Bible, so I want you to hear it fully. Um, this is actually Gad speaking from the Tefla, but it's also in our Bible, believe it or not. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against Israel, and he moved Satan against David, saying, Go, number Israel and Judah to bring them to evil. He spoke through Samuel the seer. So there's Samuel for the first time, the seer or the prophet or the Nav Navi being shown to speak to King David. And the king said to jo Jehoba, the captain, and the princes of all the people, go now through all the tribes of Israel, from Dan to Beshira, Beshira, and, then, and number the people. Bring my word that I may know the sum of them. And Joab said unto the king, may the Lord add unto the people how many soever they may be. A hundredfold, and many of the eyes of the Lord, our God, watch over them. But my Lord, the King, are they not all the Lord's servants? Why does my Lord require this thing? And why should it be a cause of trespass unto Israel? For the Lord has said, which cannot be numbered from the multitudes, notwithstanding the king's words prevail against Joab and against the captains of the host. And Joab, the captain of the host, went from the presence of the king to number the people, interesting, of Israel. And they came to pass over the Jordan and camped at Aor, south of the town, in the middle of the river of Gad, and towards Jehar, or Jehar. And they came to Gilad, and then the land of the Hittites, the Kadesh, or Kadesh, and they came to Dan and Iman and around to Zidon, and they came to the stronghold of Tyre, and to all the cities of the Hivites and the Canaanites, and they went out to the south of Judah and Beersheba. So when they had gone, okay, through the land, they came to Jerusalem at the end of the ninth month and twelfth day. But Joab did not number the Levi and Benjamin, for the king's word was abominable to Joab, and Joab gave up the sum of the number of the people unto David, and all they of Israel were 800,000 valiant men, and 300 valiant men that drew a sword. And in Judah there were 470,000 valiant men, and 30,000 men that drew swords. And the Lord God was displeased with the act of Israel. And he sent Gad the seer to David. 
Now, it went from Samuel to Gad. So you got two prophets here in the midst of this epitaph that comes from our Bible that is in uh, the Tefla as well. And he says, And the Lord God was displeased with Israel, and he sent Gad the seer to David, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I am the king of Israel, and I am their portion. I am their avenger. I am their fortress and might, and you know that it is not with a sword or a spear that I will save, and not with the man of valiancy that draweth a sword. For this is the portion of the heathen that stand on their might and many warriors, but you are not like that, for I am an alone, I am alone warrior. And there is no one with me. Why would you do this evil to number your people? For that I will strike Israel. So that you will know that I am the Lord in the midst of the earth. And David's heart was grieved after that. And David said unto the Lord, I have sinned. Oh, greatly in what I have done. But now, O Lord, I beg you. Take away the iniquity of your servant, for I have acted very foolishly. And David rose up in the morning, and the word of the Lord had already come to Gad the see the prophet, Gad the prophet or Gad the seer, David seer, it says here, Gad the prophet, David seer, saying, Go and say unto David, Thus saith the Lord, I offer you three things, choose one of them, that I may do it unto you. Mm. But Gad came to David and told him and said unto him, Shall four years of famine come unto the land of Israel and three years in the land of Judah? Or will you flee three months before your foes while you pursue you, while the sword of your enemies overtake you? Or shall there be three days of the sword of the Lord, which is pestilence? in your land okay three days and the angel of the lord destroy throughout the land of israel now advise yourself and decide what answer i shall return to him who sent me and david said unto gad i am in the great strait let me fall and let me fall now into the hands of the lord for his mercies are great, and let me not fall into the hands of man. So the Lord sent a pestilence upon Israel from the morning even to the time appointed. And there died of the people of Dan, even to Beersheba, 70,000 men. And God sent an angel unto Jerusalem to destroy it. And as he was destroying it, the Lord beheld and he repented him of the evil okay so the lord held back uh, said to the angel that was destroying the people it is enough now stay your er, hand St no or stop it's enough stay your hand so the lord is saying here that he repented that david repented to him of the evil works and the angel was destroying the people. It was enough, he said. And the angel of the Lord was standing by the threshing floor of Ornon, the Jebusite. 
which is a Gentile. And David lifted up his eyes and saw the angel of the Lord standing between the heavens and the earth with a drawn sword in his hand stretched over Jerusalem. And David and the elders who were clothed in sackcloth fell upon their faces. And David said unto God, It is not I that command the people to be numbered. Even I, it is that that the sin and act wickedly. But these sheep, which have they done, O Lord my God, let your hand be against me and against my father's house, but not against your people, that they should be plagued. Shall not the judgment of all the earth do justice? And the Lord said, They incite Satan against you to number them, saying thus, We will be like all nations, but I am God of justice. May I return their high hearts into their own bosom. For as broken or incontrite hearts, I shall not despise forever. And that's in Psalms 51:17. So they quote a ver verse here for the first time in this. And it says, And the angel of the Lord told Gad to tell David, David that David should go up and rear an altar unto the Lord on the threshing floor of Oran's, the Jebusite. And David went up according to the word of Gad, which he spoke in the name of the Lord. And Oran was looking, and he saw the king and his four sons with him. Now Oran was threshing wheat. And Oran looked and saw David, and he went out to the threshing floor and bowed down to David with his face to the ground. David said to Oran, Sell me the place of this threshing floor, that I may build an altar therein unto the Lord. You shall sell it to me for the full price, that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Oran said unto David, Take it, and let your lord the king do that which is good in your eyes. Lo, I give an ox, an ox also for burnt offering, and the threshing instrument for the wood, and the wheat for the meal offering. I give it all. And the king said to Oran, No, but I will verily buy it for a fair full price, for I will not take that which is yours from the Lord, nor offer a burnt offering without paying for it. So David gave Oran for the place six hundred shekels of gold, and for the cattle fifty shekels of silver by weight. And David built there an altar unto the Lord, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings, and called upon the Lord, and he answered him from the heavens by fire upon the altar. And the burnt offering, and the Lord commanded the angel, and he put his sword back into the sheath therefore thereof, and the plague was stayed from Israel. But that at that time when David saw the Lord had answered him in the threshing floor of Oron the Jebusite, and he did not despise him then he sacrificed there unto the lord for the rest of his life for david david would no longer go and sacrifice unto the lord in the high place of gibeon where there was an altar unto the lord and a tabernacle which moses had made for he was terrified and weakened because of the word of the angel of the lord that he had seen so we see here that this particular verse is referring to 
David being weakened of the heart. So we'll go cut here for 10 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, and I'll be right back to read a few more verses. Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. So now we're going to see David as a preacher. So it says David's sermon is between 2, 29.08 and 29.24 a.m. of 1017 to 10. 1001 BC. And this is what it says. And the Lord appeared unto David when he was old and said to him, Behold, I am with you, and I am your God, and I, and behold, my covenant is with you. Do not be afraid nor discouraged, because your God is your helper. Interesting. And David bowed down to the Lord and rejoiced in his heart. And the Lord said, Speak these words in my name to the people and make sure they understand and obey so they will live if they do i will no longer be angry with them and the lord put his word in his mouth and the lord assembled all israel in jerusalem and he made a pulpit of wood for himself and he stood upon it and addressed all the people he opened his mouth and said and this is David's teaching. Hear, O Israel, your God, and my God is one, the only one, and unique. There is no one like him individually. He is hidden from everyone. He always has been and always will be eternal. He, will, he feels his creation, but his creation does not feel him. He sees everything, but is not seen. He knows the future and reveals it to man, for he is the never-ending God, and there is no end to his presence. Power and truth, whole worlds, are full of his glory. He gave each person free choice. If one person wants to do good, he will be helped. But if a person wants to do evil, he will find a way. As for us, we will worship our God, who is our King our Lord, our Savior, with love and awe. For your wisdom brings brings with the fear of the Lord, and if you truly understand him, you will depart from evil. Remember and obey the law of Moses, the man of God, so that you will live a blessed life all your days. Ask your fathers, and they will teach you. Ask your elders, and they will instruct you. Do not just listen to the law, but be strong and vigilant to obey all of it. Hear it like the seed, but a deed shows the seed has taken root in you. If then becomes a tree of belief, which produces the fruit of true righteousness, which becomes of a smelly rotten seed, if no root will come out of it. So hurry up. Be quick to hear and act. For if you are a true seed, if you have belief and righteousness, then the Lord will bless you all with peace. Live in peace with each other. Love the deed and those created in the image of the Lord like your own self. Because it is a sign that your love, the creator, if you love his creation, you cannot take hold of the one but withdraw your hand from the other love the lord and also man so with this so that it will be well with you all the days of your life 
Now he has a closing prayer. David raised his voice and lifted up his hands towards heaven and said, Lord, O God, the God of the spirits of all flesh, God, mercy and gracious, garter of Israel forever, save your people and bless your inheritance and tend to them. Uphold them forever. And all the people called out, Amen and Amen. And David sent the people away and they went home peacefully. So here we see King David as a preacher or a priest for the first time. God speaks to him to speak to the people to talk what he wanted. So he, we're seeing him as a high priest, which is interesting that he's not only a high priest, but he's also testifying about God, the, the three-in-one factor. So this is not in our Bible, but yet we are seeing it in the history and the life of David through Gad's eyes, which is interesting. So <clears throat> chapter 9, the king of Hiram of Tyre. You're now going to see a relationship between a king and another king, or Maleka and a king, and the respect of Gentile and Jew. Hiram, king of Tyre, sent message unto David, saying, I know the Lord your God is one true God, so now deal with me as a true brother, and teach me the law of your God, for I will worship him all the days of my life. Then the message came to David with an offering in the hand of the Lord and for David. They told him everything that Hiram had said and presented him with the offering. And David replied to Hiram, Go and tell your brother Hiram, This is what David your brother says. Reverence the Lord, the creator of the heavens and fire, the sea and earth, the wet and dry, the heat and the cold, the mineral and the vegetation, the living and the speaking, the plants, the Pleiades, the Orions, the sun and the moon, the substantial and the spiritual wandering stars, the sense of everything. These were all created without a blemish by El Shaddai, whose name is Yahuwah. Ah, so he mentions Yahuwah's name for the first time. And it goes on to say, if you do these and observe these commandments that were ordained to the children of Noah, the Nagahide law, or the Noahide law, your fathers, then God will bless you all the days of your life. We are both his allies, but we are different from you by the law of truth, sealed by the seal of Shaddai children of the true God. We must therefore obey the whole law of Hashem commands of us saying, and you shall be unto me a king, a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. There are the word, these are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel, Exodus 19, 6. But he said not, he, but he has not dealt with the same way with any other nation as he has with us. He did not choose us for any other reason than the great love that he has for us. The message then returned to Hiram, their king, and told him everything that King David had told him. And Hiram rejoiced with all his heart and called his princes and servants and said unto him, Tyrenians, Sidonians, 
Listen carefully to what I am about to tell you. Have reverence and respect for El Shaddai, who is the Lord of Israel. He made everything by speaking and by the breath of his mouth. And who will tell him what he can do? For he is one. Repeat after me. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel who chooses his people. And blessed is David, his servant, king of his people. And blessed is Israel, whom the Lord hath chosen to be his inheritance. We will be blessed to simply be the servants of the children of Israel that are called the children of Lord, of the Lord their God. So it goes on to say, And all of his princes and services replied, Amen. May it be so. And Hiram lifted up his voice and said, I have seen, but now, but now know. I have held, but not nigh there shall step forth a son from david and a moon shall rise out of the house of judah and shall smite all the children of ham and break down all the children of jabeth and he will possess all the kingdoms of the world a variant of numbers 24 17 and 18 so here we see numbers being mentioned and who is like unto god God above all gods, and who is like to Israel, a people above all nations. May our ends be like theirs. And when the Lord heard what Hiram said, he was very pleased with him. And the Lord said unto Gad, the seer of David, Go unto the servants and tell him the message that I have gave you. And Gad said, The one is whose hand was the Lord, the word of the Lord, came to David and said, Thus saith the Lord, God of hosts, I have heard what Hiram the king of Tyre has said, and what his prince and servants have said, and I am very pleased. Therefore I will give him and his people a heart of wisdom and understanding to prepare my house where I shall put my name, and that will cause his kingdom to grow. For I have chosen them and will not reject them. And then you're, you're seeing conversation between God, Hiram, and David here. It goes on, And David said unto Gad, Now I know the Lord our God rewards all his create, create, creatures and all the works he has created with goodness, because the Lord is a God of mercy, who dwells on high and looks after the low, and whoever is banished will not remain and outcast from him blessed be the lord forever amen and amen for as the heavens is high above the earth so great is his mercy towards them that fear him and towards his works blessed be the lord all his works in all his places for his dominion bless the lord O my soul hallelujah so we see here an interaction between two kings and god and the seer so all right, so we now see in this this part of it, we see David as a king, or in this case, a Meleka, and a king of another nation of Tyre. Well, Tyre comes out of uh, Turkey, and they're interacting, and the king of Tyre is praising God and believing, and David praises him, and they become friends. So... We're seeing a Jew and Gentile for the first time interacting. In a sense, the king of Tyre backs up David, and David backs up the king of Tyre, and they become part of the nation of Israel. So we're seeing this um, 
type of convergence in a nation that is de de democratic during a time when most nations were heathen is interesting. I'm not saying that was that David's kingdom was totally democratic, but they made their own decisions, and he never taxed them. But later on, we're going to see where other kings have done things they shouldn't have, and it caused a lot of problems. So, the book of Gad gives us the history and the analogy that David was a preacher. He was a priest. He was a king. We see that throughout the epitaph. And most of the kings of Israel were priests. They were also prophets. And they were also teachers. So we see that through the books. And that would explain why Yeshua had the same analogy as being a son of David. He come out of a lineage that was very high, favored. But yet you had people trying to wipe it out. So we see that in David. So I'm going to stop here and we'll start another recording. Hello, hello everybody. Welcome back. So we've seen in parts of the book of, De of Gad, it referenced, let's see here. It referenced the book of Nathan the prophet and the book of Samuel the seer. And these are books that are written in the prophets. They're there. They're in our Bible. Um, and it references them. And this is Gad, which is amazing. Um, and Gad is mentioned in our Bible. And this is referencing to the Bible. So we see that prophets reference prophets. Okay, so now we're going to take that, uh, the final look which is tomorrow, and, and tomorrow is in the Bible what happened, but we'll go read it from here. It's a little more explicit exactly what she did. So now we look at 13, which is between 29, 24, and 29, 25 a.m. of 1001 and 1000 B.C. Solomon was able to strengthen his kingdom because the Lord his God was with him and greatly magnified him. Later, David's daughter Tamar, sister to Absalom, fled to the house of the king of Geshur, and she spent a year and eight months with her mother's, in her mother's home, which is in the kingdom king's palace. And King Solomon did not know that she left because she went secretly, and she concealed, concealed her going out only from the king, but all the people as well. And the king said, I shall pray, pay a full reward of royal clothes plus 50 shekels of gold to whoever finds Tamar, the sister of my father, and brings her to me. And the king's servants searched for her throughout all the land of Israel, but they did not find her. And she was hiding at her mother's home in Geshner, at her grandfather's, the king's palace. And there was a friend of the king who was named Perez, Perez, and he lusted after the young woman very much, for she was very beautiful and fair to look upon. In those days, the king of Gushner went to see King Solomon, as all the kings of the land required to do. King Solomon asked him, saying, It is well with you? And he said, It is well. 
And he said, it is well with Micaiah, Tamar's mother, in your house. And he said, it is well. And the king cunningly asked, is it well with Tamar, my sister? And he lied to him, saying, I do not know, for I have never met her. And it came to pass that when the king of Gershner was in Jerusalem, his friend Perez came to Tamar's room, saying to her, Lie with me. Eek! But Tamar refused to him, saying, Let us not, my lord, do not do this indecent thing to me, because I am the king's daughter. However, he would not listen to her, because he was burning with lust. So Tamar knew she must was no match for this man. So she cunningly said, My lord, listen to the words of your maidservant. Behold, I play the harp beautifully. First lie down at my knee and listen to my song. And after I will play the song of my harp, then I will do all your heart's desires. And Pershah Pir, listened to Tamar, and he laid his at her bosom. And as Tamar took the harp and began to play beautifully, she said to her heart, Lord, king of my father David, my servant, send your light and truth to hold me, and do not allow this wicked, uncircumcised, impure man to have his way with me, for you know what is in my heart. So do not let his, this daughter of David, your servant, sin. My father, my father, my father, remember the disgrace of your servant David, my father, and your daughter's disgrace. I go before El Shaddai's throne of glory and ask for myself to God of hosts to help me by helping by his help. For he does not want wicked men to triumph and his desire is to help those who have been robbed to overcome the strong. I beseech you, O Lord, save me now. I beseech you, O Lord, let me prosper. I call on you this day. Because I am frightened. Please answer me and do not let the impure man cause me to lose holy seed by the impure acts. For you are a holy God and I trust you. And the Lord heard the voice of David's daughter and God caused Perez to fall into a deep sleep. He fell asleep on her bosom while she was playing the relaxing sounds of the harp. And when Tamar saw that he had fallen asleep, she unsheathed the sword that was girded around his waist. And she said, Lord of hosts, remember David, my father, and sustain me with your strength like you did my father. Help me as you helped Jael, the wife of Heber the Kenite, to rid, to rid sins and sinners from the earth. So all will know that you are the only Lord. And she took the sword and ran it through Perez's heart. And Perez fell to the ground dead. And Tamar saw Perez was dead. And she cried with a loud voice. May all your enemies and all the enemies of your people perish this way, O Lord. And now I have seen that you have heard my voice because of my father. You have in intervened to not allow his daughter to be disgraced by the impure man. Blessed are you for everlasting, everlasting, and amen. And at that time of noon meal, Perez's servant came to call his master to the king. When he came to the inner chamber, they found Tamar with a bloody sword in her hand, standing over the dead man of their master Perez. And they turned, trembling, to one another, saying, What happened? 
and they took Tamar into custody and brought her before the king's ministers. And the king's servant said to Tamar, What have you done? You have killed the king's friend. You know that our master, the king, will consider this a disgrace. And Tamar said, Should one deal with the king's daughter like a harlot? His blood is up on his own head, and I will be seen as a guiltless and pure in the king's eyes. And they took Tamar and put her in, in the hands of the warden of the prison. And they sent a letter to the king, who was still in Jerusalem, by the hand of the carrier that Tamar, the king's granddaughter, had killed his friend Perez. And then Tamar was sent to prison until the time of the king's return. And the, the carrier came to Jerusalem, and King Solomon's guards stopped them. And he asked them, Where are you from? And they said, We came from Gershner to bring letters to the king's the master of the king, and the guards seized them and brought them to Solomon. And Solomon said, You came here to spy out the land. Give me your king's letter, and I will see if you are sinning against me or not. And King Solomon took the letter and gave it to the sons of Shishai, the king's scribes, and read. And they read through them, found that Tamar had killed Persah, and she was in prison. And King Solomon called to Ashna, or Asher, who was head of the household, and said, Put these uncircumcised men in jail, and bring the king of Gushner to me. And he did exactly as he been commanded. And the king of Gushner, or Gishner, was brought before King Solomon, and he bowed his head towards the ground. And the king Solomon said, Why have you deceived me, lying? While Tamar, my sister, was with you, you told me that you were never met her in your entire life. And the Lord lives, who has redeemed David, my father, out of the all evil. This very day you will die. And King Solomon called Benai, the son of Jehoiada, and said to him, Go and execute king of Gershna and his courier. And he executed him, and they all died, because they had listened lied to King Solomon, and they buried them in the caves right before the fish gate. This is why the name of the cave right before the fish gate is called the Cave of the Uncircumcised Ones. Unto this day, and Solomon sent Benai the son of Jeho, Jehuada, and ten thousand valiant men of Judah with him, and they said to them, Go to Gershner and bring back Tamar, my father's daughter with you and destroy the royal palace but be careful not to harm Tamar's mother for she was King David's wife and they went and did all that King Solomon had commanded and they brought Tamar back but before King Solomon Tamar bowed down to the ground before the king and said let my lord the king my brother live forever and the king answered her why did you flee to Gushner and she answered I was living in my brother Absalom's home, disgraced because of what my brother Amon had done to me, and I decided to go to my mother's house so I would not be disgraced in the eyes of the prince thereof. And King Solomon asked her, Why did you kill Perez? And she answered, This is what the uncircumcised one did to me, and this is what I did to him in revenge. And King Solomon said, The Lord hath truly blessed you with this this desecration you were wise and acted 
and you were victorious. The king spoke openly to all his servants, saying, Has anyone found such a charming and heroic woman? And he said, Daughter, God is gracious unto you. For this day forward you shall be called my sister. But my daughter, because you are extremely wise, and King Solomon give his daughter Tamar to Abadah's son, let's see, Abidian sons, to be his wife, he found grace in her husband's eyes, and he loved her very much. He was an officer over all the region of Dor, and the King Solomon renamed Tamar his daughter Tephapheth for Sapta, the first of the incense, and this was her name the rest of her life. So Tab Tab Tabetha was her name. Um, which is interesting that he named his own sister and it, and he took her in as a daughter and adopted her. So it shows you that family uh, honored family. So let's see how long we got. Ah, oh, we're in the 11th. We've got one more reading and I'll be back in five minutes.